Welcome to Designer Discussions with Jason, Miriam, and Maria. Today, we're going to talk about why do we turn down the radio when we're lost? Welcome to the Designer Discussions podcast. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, branding, PR, and business advice for design professionals. So, Maria, you actually brought this to my attention, and I had no idea that I even did this. So can you explain to our audience why we actually turn down the radio when we're lost? Yes. So I'm super excited to be talking to the design industry about human behavior and some of the things that we should understand about how the brain works and how people are thinking so that when we're interacting with them and we see like an irrational behavior from our client or something that's uh, strange and we can't figure out why they're doing it, that we understand the science and the logic behind why these things are happening. So, for example, we are constantly being bombarded with information and our brain is processing 11 million bits of information per second. And it's coming through the subconscious version of our brain. And this is the part that's just filtering information. This is the version of us when we're driving our car and we're doing something that's routine, like driving to work, and we take the same path and we literally wake up and we're at our destination and we didn't think at all the whole time we were going there or we get in our car and we need to go someplace, but we accidentally drive into the Starbucks parking lot before we get there because our habits are in place and we're on autopilot and we're just moving through and we get to where we need to go. But there's actually a whole second part of our brain that processes information as well. So this is what we call our conscious brain. And this is our executive our subconscious is our executive assistant, but our, our conscious brain is our executive brain. And instead of 11 million bits per second, just filtering out stuff, making quick judgments, making fast habitual changes, the executive doesn't use habitual habits. It doesn't, doesn't filter out information. It calculates and uses logic to deeply understand something. And it can only process about 40 bits per second. We just went from 11 million when you're in autopilot and, and knocking things out and getting stuff done to 40 bits per second. And this is super important because as interior designers, we work each day for our clients in the 40 bits per second mode. And when we talk to our clients and send an email, we're in 40 bits per second mode. We are really working hard. We are hungry after we finish sitting at our desk and working because our brain is using all of our energy. And so what's happening is our clients are on autopilot when they interact with us. And they're using this autopilot that is what they're used to, what they use at work. And, and they're using behaviors that are reflexes to them. But when it hits us, we go into executive mode. And it stresses us out. It takes us a long time to figure out exactly what we're going to say to the client. And the client probably didn't actually mean what they emailed us because they were probably in autopilot and they didn't understand when they hit us while we were in logic mode. 
So why is all of this sort of important? Why are we turning down the radio? Because you would think we don't have to do anything with the radio, but realistically, our brain is trying to process, are we on the right street? Are we taking the right next turn? Are we doing the next best thing? And whenever we have to have the radio off, this is the, this is a perfectly good example of whenever you're working on a whole home and you've designed like a whole house and your client just briefly walks by and goes, I I don't like that one thing. Can we just get rid of that one thing? And we immediately go, that impacts 40 things that impacts these two things here, this thing here, and they can't even see it. Right. So what's important about this is that this is beha- this is behavioral economics, okay? It's a big concept. It, it ties into science. There's a ton of research behind it, and there are a lot of books out there that are very academic. But what I've been learning is that the more I look into the, these economic concepts, we are actively being impacted by them within our design businesses. And we are completely unaware. So if we start to look at the organic way of how human behavior is going to happen naturally when working with us in a client appointment, working with us on making decisions, working with us on spending money, and we can sort of preemptively plan for those things, it will help us not to react and help us to respond in a more autopilot mode because we expect it and we can process those 11 million bits per second of client behavior versus thinking we have to down uh, go down a gear or two into this manual mode of 40 bits per second when we're working with our clients. So I want to bring this up as an introduction to a series that we are going to work on and build on. We're going to start covering these concepts one at a time. Each episode will have examples of how we can use the difference between subconscious living and conscious living in our client appointments. We're going to use examples and ways to apply it so that whenever you start to see a behavior or something that's happening in your client appointments that are falling apart, you can start looking at your processes and see scientific ways to start to fix those problems. There's a a wonderful book out there called Blindsight by James Patterson and Prince Garum. I got to look that one up. Anyway, in Blindsight, I love the quote that says, if you control the context, you control the behavior. And the reality is large businesses have been using behavioral research to control our behaviors for years. And as independent, small residential interior designers, we are not aware of how we can apply these to our businesses because there hasn't been anybody out there who wants to pay to have a behavioral researcher look at the interior design process from the outside and show us how to solve some of the systematic problems that are existing within our industry. So next time you're out driving around and you're on autopilot and you go somewhere you're not supposed to go, or you realize you're getting lost and there's too much stuff going on and your kids in the backseat asking you technical questions, and you've gone from driving on a freeway to being in an urban area and there are people crossing the street in every direction, plus you've got a scooter now that's flying down the road that has no rules, or you have a bicyclist that's coming up alongside of you and you look at your kid, you're like, I can't answer that question right now. Under 
understand you're operating at 40 bits per second and that it's a lot harder to process information under those circumstances. And whenever you can get people into a habitual filtering mode, it becomes easier both for you and for your client. So stick with us. We really hope that you will start asking us some questions, leaving those in our reviews, giving us comments on our social media. We really want to dive into how we can help improve the interior design business. And Miriam is going to give us practical applications on how this works in the PR for the industry. And Jason's going to talk to us about how that this is the base of all marketing tactics and how we can start to use those things to help influence and persuade our clients' behaviors to create better clients and better work experiences. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designer Discussions. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Jason, Maria, and Miriam on social media? You can find them on all platforms at designerdiscussions.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you are listening.